morning, everyone. On this beautiful day. Uh, good morning. <laughs> the Lord has blessed us with unto the glory, the glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This gospel that we read today is written both in Mark and in St. Luke, together with St. Matthew that we just heard. You will not find this gospel reading in St. John's gospel. You will only find it in the synoptic gospels. Remember the word synopsis, enough, with one eye? The gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? See things from one eye, but from a slightly different perspective, right? The Gospel of St. Mark, so to, in, the, in the Gospel reading of today, the, the demoniac is identified by Jesus. But in the Gospel of St. Mark, we also learn that the demoniac lives in caves, that he has superhuman strength, that he can break chains, that he goes around with no clothes on, and that he just, he just beats people up. He's just superhuman in that way, right? And St. Luke also articulates the same thing. So here you have... Well, St. Mark is actually the most, the most complete, the most complete of this gospel reading. St. Luke doesn't have all those details. St. Mark has most of the details in this gospel reading. So here we, so if you take all three gospel readings together and you think about the demoniac, it's kind of hard to connect with the gospel. After all, how do you connect with this? I mean, how do you connect with the demoniac? None of us are living in caves. None of us have superhuman strength we can break chains. How do, we, how do we connect with this? I love this book. This is a great book. We used it in our men's ministry. All is well by Dr. Rossi. It is a great, great, great book. And I'm going to tell you a story that Dr. Rossi told about himself in this book that might help us understand how we can connect with the gospel reading of today. So, Dr. Rossi, when he was working on his PhD in clinical psychology, he was married, he had a young family, I believe his daughter was already born. He was working, going to school, and taking care of his family. He had a full plate. Many of us do. And so, how would Dr. Rossi relax? Well, at night, Dr. Rossi would sit in front of the TV after he finished his studies, after his family had gone to bed, with a snack and a glass of wine. And every night, he would just sit there, every night, it was his routine. He looked forward at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night to having his glass of wine, along with his snacks, and he would watch sports. It didn't matter what sporting event it was. It could be baseball, soccer, football, it didn't matter. He just wanted to sit in front of that TV and watch sports with his glass of wine. This went on for a long time. Pretty soon, one glass of wine became two. Two glasses of wine became three. He started waking up with kind of a fuzzy head and a bit of a headache every day. Couldn't understand why. <laughs> Until one day, Dr. Rossi had gone to a party that at that time his boss was throwing. He was just, I believe, if I remember the details correctly, he had just been hired um, as a new professor teaching psychology, I believe, at this university. And so he was invited to 
his boss's house for a party. And of course, he had one, two, three, four glasses of wine, which was his usual tradition. But listen to what happened. When he left the party, his boss said to him, Albert, that's his first name, Dr. Ross's first name, Albert, he said, I value you as a professor. I value you as a clinical psychologist. I don't want to lose you. Get it together. In essence, is what he was saying to Dr. Ross. And at that point, the light went on. And Dr. Ross realized he had a problem. And he started going to AA, and he hasn't had a drink for 28 years. But look at this beautiful thing here. Here was his boss, who cared about him enough to say, Al, you've got a problem. Here was his boss who cared about him enough to kind of disturb him, to disturb his being, to disturb his soul, to kind of wake him up, to bring him to this place of reality. Now, how do we connect? So how does that connect with this gospel reading? My brothers and sisters in Christ, we may not be possessed by demons. We may not be living in caves. But, like Dr. Rossi's boss disturbed him, sometimes our Lord has to disturb us like he disturbed the demoniac in today's gospel reading, to wake us up. To wake us up to reality, to the reality that you, I, in our journey of life, we need healing, whatever that may be, for each of us. So Jesus disturbed this demoniac. What did the demons say to Jesus when, the, when when, when the demons, when Jesus approached the demoniac, what did the demons say? What are, you, what are you doing here, Lord? Did you hear? Did you come here to disturb us before our time? Sometimes I and you and we need to be disturbed, my brothers and sisters in Christ, in order to walk a spiritual journey towards Christ, in order to grow in our faith. Doctors, Father Conieros. Father Conieros of, of blessed memory writes a beautiful analogy on this gospel reading, talking about being disturbed, right? He writes this beautiful analogy on this gospel reading that I want to share with you. This is from his writings. This is from Father Conieros' writings. He says, and this is the symmetry, it's really beautiful. Few people like alarm clocks. They disturb our sleep, and yet, Though we dislike being disturbed, we set the alarm. Why? Because each day we have new work to do, new opportunities to possess, and unless we are disturbed from our sleep, we will sleep our chances away. In describing the transfiguration of Jesus, St. Luke writes, when they were finally awake, they saw his glory. We must be fully awake mentally and spiritually if we are to see and share in God's glory. Sometimes, Jesus is like a divine alarm clock. He disturbs our conscience. He keeps us from being satisfied in some unsatisfactory life because he has a better way for us to live. He makes us dissatisfied with the good because he wants us to have the best. He shakes us out of our complacency because he, 
has mountains for us to climb with wider and wider horizons. But what response are we to make to this disturbing crisis? When our Lord awakens us, what are we to do about it? This is the big question. It is not ours to decide whether we shall be or shall not be disturbed. The Lord disturbs us whether we like it or not. But it is ours to decide what we shall do once we are disturbed. If an alarm clock rings in your room, it can wake you up, but it cannot get you out of bed. Whether you get up or go back to sleep depends entirely upon yourself. All Jesus can do is disturb us. This he does in a thousand different ways. But having done this, he leaves the rest to us. Think about that, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Think about that. There's power in this. You know, you know what I loved about my spiritual father, Father Vadim? What I love is the fact that he cared enough about me to disturb me. <laughs> you know. When I would go to confession and I would, or I would ask for his advice on some issue or something. If he didn't agree with me, he would care enough about me to disturb me. To wake me up. That's what I love about him. You know, your best friends are the ones who aren't afraid to disturb you. Think about that. Your best friends are the ones who aren't afraid to disturb you. To wake me up, to wake us up, to bring us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to bring us to this place of reality. So I leave you this morning with this thought. Yes, we may not be possessed of the man was in today's gospel lesson. And yes, we may not be walking the journey that Dr. Rossi walked in his life. But we are all walking a journey. We are all walking a journey of faith. And the question that this gospel resident invites us to think about is the following. What part of my life and what part of your life, my brothers and sisters in Christ, needs to be disturbed that it can be healed, that we can grow in Christ, grow in our relationship with Him, grow in our faith through Him, what part of my life and what part of your life needs to be disturbed that that can happen? That is a question that each of us answers differently. For we're all walking the journey. We all have challenges. So we all answer that question according to the challenges that we have. But it's important that we answer the question. It's important that we become aware. Because when Jesus is disturbing us, remember, it may not always be pleasant. It wasn't necessarily pleasant for Dr. Rossi when he was disturbed. But Jesus disturbs us to wake us up that we may see his glory and experience that glory for now and unto eternity.